0: Everybody to episode number one, Tanner.
1: One hundred God,
2: God damn man. You done pixelated the damn audio and I gotta go back and fix that. Oh,
1: Episode one hundred.
0: Episode one hundred of the Philly Experience podcast. Now, listen, I wanna I wanna just think about for a second. I mean, All look right. how far we've come. Recap everything that we've gone through crazy. in the past, you know, two plus years at this point, maybe in all the things we've seen in Philadelphia sports, all the things we've seen around the world. Uh, let's just let's just bring back some memories here. First, you had the Bryce Harper. That was probably the first big fish that happened for us. Yes. Coming to Philadelphia. What a crazy day. I remember that rainy day in the Monco studios. Yeah, and, I also remember me looking like a fool. Well, listen to T at this point. You know, we'll get into the M V P season that Bryce is having, but at that moment in time I couldn't have been uh, any more happy to yeah. have Bryce in Philly. Yeah, Phillies were garbage.
1: Um The JT.
0: JT Romito came. I mean, you know, we were sitting in class. You know, T, obviously you started it. You and Chris. We tagged along because, you know, you guys needed some good-looking faces to hop on the the show with you guys. Some good-looking faces. You know, so we had a well- well, uh, I mean, Max, let's be
1: honest. They were gone without us.
0: Yeah. Oh, we were gone without you? The entertainment purposes are here, T, and that's, that's what we're here for. But. Um, I, I know there's, there was an Eagles game last weekend that was pretty frustrating to watch, and I just wanted to let everybody know how thankful we are to just be able to do this. Um, it's just so much fun, you know, taking a step out uh, for about an hour each week, um, you know, of our lives, T, with you working, Tanner and I, with so much competitiveness uh, with school and everybody just, you know, trying to get to the top of the mountain. So it's cool to just sit back and be able to have some fun and just chat about sports for this hour. And Just chill, you know. Uh, roof deck today, which is pretty cool for the first time, yes, sir. Got Thanks the skyline in the background, yeah. Look it's there. awesome, yeah. Philly, know, so Philly, this hey. is uh, this is the heart of Philly right here.
2: But no, in all seriousness, um, I, I will say this I, I love making time for this, I love making time for you guys, I love doing this. This, even though I work for WIP, this is my way of expressing really how I feel. And the in the form that I want to be able to. Uncensored and this was, content. Uncensored. And this is this is just not my baby. This is just this was just Chris's baby. This is our baby. This is something that we all created together. And, and you know, what? I'm, I'm grateful and I couldn't have. I couldn't have honestly imagined doing this right. without you guys, and
1: we don't even have to pay child support. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Jesus.
0: it's been uh, it's you? been a and, and and of course you know here's to hundred more. Hopefully, we're able to get there uh, yes, down the road. But uh, well, let's let's go with the Eagles. T. Um, it's man, I know preseason predictions because I'm al- I'm always going to refer to this the preseason predictions because. I bought into the oh, hype wow. of week one. I bought into it. I'm sorry I did. And I figured, you know what, it would be a close battle, but the Eagles would be, be able to pull it out in the end. Unfortunately, they were unable to do so as the San Francisco 49ers really kept the Eagles offense in check all day long. And Jalen Hurts, he's, you know, obviously every quarterback in every city takes fire. But Absolutely. this week, you know, it, I feel like there's been more people coming in his defense whenever somebody or something tries to interfere with you know his you know how he played or and says any kind of criticism towards him so taking a step back about about this past week um, obviously a lot of hype around it ton of fans back in the stands um, a sea of red by the way which I was surprised about there was a decent amount of 49ers fans unfortunately yeah that but, was a shocker to me um, when you look at this game overall uh, we'll give our thoughts but for you first was it you know, on the offensive side of the ball that you really look at miscues. Defensively, I thought they played well. They obviously lost Brandon Graham, which we'll mention and get into that as well. But yeah. where does it start?
2: So yeah, it does start with the offensive end of the ball. Um, there were some a whole lot of offensive miscues. I, I felt like they left opportunities on the field that they could have capitalized on. You know, we talk about. You know the fourth. First off, the the most notorious one, the fourth down call, which I, I guess you can call that the silly, silly, uh, <laughs> the silly, silly special, because that's yeah, exactly it what it was. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, everybody, even everybody in their mother seen it coming. Even Stevie wanted to see that coming. Wow. I'm sorry, I saw it because what it take. Here's the thing, it, Greg Ward is not one of their receivers that they throw to. Their Greg main of their receivers was Jalen Rager, Devonte Smith. And Quest Watkins. As soon as I seen Greg Ward in the field, I immediately started thinking, oh, oh, okay, y'all trying y'all trying to do something sneaky. But if I once again, if I seen that as a fan, I know the 49ers and they obviously did. But once again, going back to what I was saying, there was a lot of offensive miscues in this game. And it was it was disappointing because this is a game that I feel like they could have won. I do feel like Jalen Hurts, you know, as he you know, he's taking a mixed a mixed bag of criticism, but I do feel like he left plays out there. But ultimately, the way the play calling went, I feel like th- this really falls on Nick Seriani because what? now the game plan going in, and I did say that they needed to go deep, and they did, but I didn't say to go deep every damn, every damn play. No, you still got to work that middle of the field. Those guys were playing you guys' man coverage, so you still got to kind of mix it up a little bit. You can't just go deep every single play and take advantage of their cornerbacks. I mean, you can, but that's not how the NFL works. They're going to be keen to that. And, you know, and there's a couple other miscues. Jalen Rager not knowing where he's at on the boundary and, and, you know, taking a step out of bounds and so the touchdown doesn't count. Those things, you know, they're going to clean up because, once again, I said this from the very beginning of the season, and I'm not frustrated by this loss because this is a young team. I expected losses like this. They're going to lose like this. So, for me... You know, it's all about. It's all a part of the growing process, to be honest with you. And, you know, you're going to take losses like this, but I feel like this team is still in a good place. I still feel like they're going to win, like, eight, nine games. Is this game going to hurt? Hell, yes, because this is one of the games you could have took, and you got a hell of a schedule going up ahead of you. But, you know, I'm not overly disappointed in this loss. I'm not.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And, Max, you bring up a C of right, red at the Eagles game, and I was sitting near at least six 49ers fans. Um, Sorry to hear that. Chit <laughs> chat back and forth, a little trash talk all here right. and there. But I- I'm more so one to wait till after the game's over because right. I don't want to have to do the walk of shame while these guys are throwing popcorn at me and all this stuff, which they shouldn't because they should know where they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is Not the wrong the place West to Coast. Do it. But, yeah, T, I'm with you. I wanted to see Jalen Hurts' arm more in this game. And unfortunately, questions are now raised again. On Jalen Hurts' arm strength
2: I don't feel I feel like his arm strength Shouldn't be too too questioned Because I do feel like the, Some of those deep bombs He was throwing into Underthrown
1: double, Underthrown though
2: But he was also throwing in Into double coverage and He's also throwing too late That's an issue That he's going to have to work yeah. out I do feel like Yeah he, There was a couple balls That was underthrown But if he would have Threw it a little bit Like maybe one or two seconds quicker Yeah Those could have been Big completions Definitely
1: And, and listen I'm, I'm on the side of Jalen Hurts I think he You know Can fix his problems No problem Absolutely but it's the play calling as well. There's a few head-scratching play calls. Yes. Why not QB sneak at the one-yard line and then later QB sneak at the half-yard line and say you only QB sneak at the half-yard But there's
2: line. also another argument that I want to bring up that a lot of the callers on WIP have brought up, and something that I have a, a, a true issue with. They start three running backs every so, so far through the past two weeks. Right. And in Boston, Scott, Miles Sanders, and Kenny Gainwell. None of them are big backs.
1: Not a lot of Boston Scott, though.
2: Right. You're not playing Boston Scott at all, so why the hell are you activating him? If anything, for those short yardage situations where you're at third and three, third and two, and you want to run the football, that's where Jordan Howard comes into play. He should not be on the practice squad. He really should be the one out there. Boston Scott, if you want to save him for maybe if Kenny goes down or if Miles goes down, no, no, knock on wood, then fine. You can keep him on the practice squad, but, dude, Jordan Howard needs to be activated for the games. Yeah.
1: Seriously. And, T, I asked this on the Bird's Nest with Max yesterday, but is Jalen Hurts a run-first quarterback, or do you think it's just he he knows when to run and when to pass?
2: I think at this point, if you would have asked me this last year, he's a run-first quarterback, but this year he was really running for his life because I feel like that that 49ers defense, that defensive line, they came after him. They really did. Now, Jordan Mallardt did a, a fantastic job up against Joey Bosa. But for the rest of the line, especially when Brandon Brooks went down, I feel like Jalen Hurts was running for his life. And then I guess the wide receivers couldn't get – well, you know, I guess. I kind of went back and looked at the tape. The wide receivers really didn't get that much separation in man-to-man coverage. So when a defense's back is turned to you as a running quarterback and there's no spy against you, you take advantage of that instead of you having to, you know, thread a needle throw and possibly throw an interception. Because this is still a a pretty decent 49ers defense at the end of the day. So – He's not a run-first quarterback. He does go through his reads, but I feel like he just took advantage of the
0: defense of what was given to him. I want to add in some dry humor here. You know, when we first came upstairs, it was hot as a sack up here. And <laughs> now, the sun has gone behind the clouds. This is great. It feels amazing. So now I feel like I'm back in my comfort zone a little bit. I can kind of free-flow uh, and talk. But I want, to, I want to ask Tanner this question because he's been a Jalen Hurts supporter for the most part since, you know, he entered – I'm not going to say entered the league, but really entered the starting – as right. a started quarterback. And right. what do you have to say to those people that are really going to question Hertz and his ability after this first game or second game? Because, hey, he wasn't efficient, right? You look at the completion percentage, it was around 50%, not good. Short on throws, really looking for the deep ball. Again, you're right, that's some of that's on play calling, but really wasn't, I guess, looking for those intermediate routes, those quick slants, and things like that. So, what do you say to those people that are questioning
1: him? I say, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Just relax. It's week two. It was against the 49ers defense. Would you rather have Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles right now under center? No, I don't think so. So, two, and I just want two, How yeah. do you
0: sprain your damn ankles? Both
1: of them in the same play. That's amazing to me. Oh my it, god, that it's was Carson that, Wentz. That's incredible. It's Carson Wentz. Jeez. Um, relax. Jalen Hurts, young quarterback. This is only what that was only his fifth, fifth or sixth start. Yeah, and. It takes time. You have guys that have been in the league for two seasons still making mistakes. And I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, a good NFL quarterback. He's strong. And I bring this up all the time because he just is strong. He's a strong quarterback. Absolutely. He's kind of built like Cam Newton now. He's not as tall, obviously. Um, But uh, going back to the quarterback sneaks, I have full confidence if Jalen Hurts sneaks it. Unlike if Wentz sneaks it, you have to worry about, is he getting injured? Is he fumbling it? Now, of course, Jalen Hurts did lose the ball once, but that's – that. He got whopped on yeah, that play. Yeah,
2: yeah. Joey Bosa came in against both of – which, by the way, that was a stupid strategy sending tight ends to, to block yeah. Joey Bosa. That's, that's, that's stupid strategy right there.
1: Yeah, but – I say to those people, relax. I don't want to see anyone on Twitter asking for Joe Flacco to come in. No. I saw that already, and it was disgusting. Anybody and ask those for people to, need to sign out of their account and throw their phone off the roof deck that we're <laughs> on right now. And yeah, Max, I'm saying just stay pat. All right, we have the Eagles have the Cowboys up next, which is going to be huge for game. these new guys, Coach Sirianni. Um, you have to wait. You have to give it a little more cushion.
2: Not only that, but, like, Jay, this is a young team. Everybody is young at these prime positions. Like, it's going to take time for these guys to grow. Jalen Reg is finally getting, you know, he's finally being taught how to be a right receiver from a coach who's willing to teach him. Remember, I don't remember anybody under Doug Peterson, you know, getting drafted and growing into a pro Bowl player outside of Wentz. So, listen, he's finally under. he finally is under a coaching staff that's willing to teach him. All these guys just need patience. They're young. They're going to develop, just give them some time.
0: Let me ask you a question where this game was lost at, because you can break it down to X's and O's. You know, did they run the ball enough? Did they not run the ball enough? Did they try too many deep passes? Did they just not connect on enough Did they play a solid enough defense? Did they let, you know, one or two drives go long? Of course they did. But where was this game? Was it one drive by the Niners that they put together there? I think, what was it, the third quarter? Or was it just, is there something more complete that I'm missing? Those 90-plus yard drives, I think, is what killed the momentum.
2: And, you know, here's here's where I'm going to attack the defense a little bit. Because at the end of the day, look, this is the second week in a row now where, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, and this is the first time I'm going to say this, but Fletcher Cox, as a leader, like, you have to step up. And then, especially when, you know, one of your other leaders, beat, um, Brandon Graham, goes down, you've got to step up. I don't care if you're getting double teamed. All right? Aaron Donald gets double teamed every week, and he still finds a way to make an impact somehow or some way. Either Even if he don't make an impact in the stats, you'll see him on film disrupting plays. I don't see that out of Fletcher Cox. All right? I see that out of Javon Hargrove. But that's it. Anybody else on the defensive line outside of Josh Sweat?
0: Where? Yeah, no, no, and I agree with you. For me, Fletcher Cox needs to step up and play better, especially in week one I said that. But for you, team mentions the 90-plus yard drives. Is that where the game was lost for you as well, Tanner?
1: The game was lost for me specifically when Jimmy G marched up the field with under two minutes left before the halftime and found a wide-open receiver in the end zone. Like I said on the bird's nest, momentum lost, energy lost going into halftime. The crowd was quiet when the Eagles came back on the field to play. Yep. And when a team, when the a home team goes to the link, it's same with Temple. They're looking for those fans to really be wilding, <laughs> and it needs to be loud in there. And that's just not what happened at some points of the game. We were trying to get people to stand up, get loud on third downs, and that for me is where the energy really was taken away. Wow. I I, I agree with you. I think
0: for me and I both of you guys. I think part of that is definitely the reason for the loss. But for me, not scoring a a single point on that on that night after that ninety-one yard catch by Quez Watkins, that's that's put a and they tried the Philly Philly. I mean, that kind of killed momentum. Silly, silly. You got to get points. You're all
1: the way in the red zone and you get no points. Like, come on. You can't do that. And Elliott's blocked field goal as well was tough. And yeah, of course, Dallas Goddard could have changed the the game. If he picks that up and gets a first down. And it was close. But nothing. Nothing, T. They got nothing over there. And we're talking about Red zone defense and offense for the eagles that really need to improve was it a boring
0: game if you're standing back from a fan's perspective and you know you watch football for the first time you say that you're not you're not plugging on the tv and you're going back and showing people this game right if as you're as you're trying to cheer on the eagles or show them how fun the eagles are right
2: you guys have attacked me for you know saying that defensive games are entertaining this wasn't a defensive game this was just a game of two and two teams that didn't execute so no it was not entertaining not in the slightest if
1: we compare it against the ravens and chiefs game that's entertaining that was entertaining um yeah, just a few chunk plays, max, lackluster at, at mm. most points.
0: Debo Samuel played pretty well for for the Very well. Niners. Yes, he did. Yeah, a lot of intermediate routes. Uh, the run game. A lot. Now, listen, another. What is going on with these San Fran running backs? You know, you lose most of week one. Now it looks like Jamichael Hasty is going to be out with a high ankle sprain for multiple weeks. Mitchell got hurt. I don't know if you guys noticed that Elijah yeah. Mitchell got hurt in yeah, the game. I uh, bum shoulder, uh, he was able to come back, but still, I mean, this is just Jeff Wilson still on IR because he had off-season knee surgery. The, the The rushing attack, you know, was was relatively decent, and it normally is with a Kyle Shanahan offense. But I mean, these these running backs in San Fran just seem to drop like flies. Trace Sermon with a concussion, you know, and and that's yeah. something where uh, did we get a penalty on that play? Because I think that was nonsense. We did get a penalty I, on what, the play. That was the Kayvon Wallace play. Yeah, let me tell you, yeah, saw it. That was that's that's terrible. That's,
2: it's a rule, yes. But I think that's a terrible rule because as a defensive player, if the offensive player is lowering the crown of his head, what am I supposed to do? My job is to tackle him and to make the tackle and to prevent him from going any further. Not only that, he's – He's uh, bringing the crown of his head down. Now I'm in trouble because now I'm going to be bulldozed over. What am I supposed to do as a defensive player?
1: Every time a play like that is called against the Eagles, I flash back to two years ago when Miles Sanders' head was nearly ripped off and how that wasn't called. I still think of that, how his head almost fully around like an owl. It was crazy, a face mask. If if you came into this
0: game and said, you know, you'll hold George Kittle four catches,
1: 17 yards
0: as their number one threat on offense and and you hold them at 17 points overall beforehand i'm thinking okay great we got a win win, to get a win this game but um offensively it just the the flow just wasn't was not there and i want to mention my my point about this i guess the main thing i want to say is is the rushing attack just was not there not up to par not what i wanted to see from the eagles this week i think the, the, the deep ball was there a few times. We saw the catch with Rager, unfortunately, out of bounds. He stepped out of yeah. bounds, unfortunately. little touching. Of course. And then you had a Quez Watkins, a solid play down the sideline. But I really thought what made the Eagles so tough to stop in week one was the screen passes to the running backs. I thought getting them involved, not only rushing just up the gut, you know, power plays, halfback dives right up the gut, but getting them to the outside – Quick screens. How many times did we see that? You know, back in in week one, we saw a couple yeah, a lot of quick of RPO. screens. Exactly, and a lot of like those those quick dishes out to Quez Watkins in the flat, or or Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell in the flat. And I think they just didn't get. Now, listen, Sanders got what about 13 carries? Gainwell got six carries. I mean, you like that combination? At least I do. But I would like to see them when the, when the receivers, especially Smith, getting locked up. Now, listen, did he get locked up? You, no. Whatever I don't think he did. Whatever ver- ver- verbiage you want to use you now. Josh Norman's holding them all game long with the pass interference calls and all, but which by the, the way some, that was a weak call too. Yeah, I will say that for some reason we just couldn't get Devonte Smith the ball. I don't understand why, but because he's such a yep. dynamic player, you got to get him more involved.
1: Yeah, I actually have a kind of a non-football IQ type of question, but do you think Devonte Smith plays too close to the sideline, and he is smaller than his? Then the cornerbacks they just easily push him out of bounds. He can't touch the ball after that. Well, the I, thing
2: of it, is, well, the thing of it is, the offensive uh, scheme wasn't really going towards Devontae Smith like that. Right. To be honest with you, they were really just trying to bomb it to whoever the hell was down there. And the reality is, um, and you know, we can kind of start getting into, you know, what the strategy should be going up against the Cowboys. Look. You can't go into against the Cowboys and thinking that you're going to bomb them. You're not. They play too too deep safety. You need to go back to what you did against the Atlanta Falcons, and that was work that, you know, work the middle of the field, work the intermediate route. Not just that, not just the tempo, but in terms of the play calling, work the middle of the field. That's what was incredible about that Atlanta Falcons game. They were, they they were, you didn't, they kept you on your toes. They didn't know, they kept the defense on their toes. You didn't know exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles were going to do in terms of route running. You got to go back to that. Can't go going dimensional.
1: Do you think that the 49ers still would have won if Trey Lance was in under center? Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, because I don't put a lot of the credit on this win on Jimmy G.
2: No, it wasn't Jimmy G, it was really just the Eagles really not taking advantage yeah. of. The
0: Eagles, Eagles beat teams.
1: themselves more than the 49ers beat they the did. Eagles. Honestly. I agree
0: with that statement. I, th- I, I really do. And I just now, – now looking ahead to, to this week, you know, you have a Dallas team that is coming off a really high, high win uh, field goal over the Los Angeles Chargers. I want
2: me some glory, hope.
0: And yeah, there you go, Jerry Jones. is perfect, T. Um, <laughs> now, now it's going – we're going down Jerry World in Dallas, Arlington, Texas. And I think one of the things you really need to see from this Eagles team um, – Obviously, besides getting the running backs more involved, you're playing against a much weaker defense, so I expect the rushing attack to be better. Um, you know, between the tackles, but you know, what about some keys to victory? What the birds got to do? I mean, offensively, we need to see some improvement. Now we can go into the X's and those with that, and then defensively, I'm surprised how how well this team has played so far, especially in the trenches. Well, you say you're you're impressed. Um, I am impressed. I think. Listen, Hargrave's been very solid. You lose Brandon Graham, but I think the pass rush has been okay, not great. It can be better. That's of one of my. That's one of my. Little, coverage, though, I think, is what I really prefer to. Coverage has been better.
2: Coverage actually has irritated me really, because I I don't know if it's just me, but why are they playing so much off, so much off ball coverage? And I also see some shades of Jim Sports in this 49ers game where we had him at third and nine, or you know, third and long and they played the sticks defense. And y'all know that's something yeah. that I'm notorious for, for
0: hating. There's a couple of plays I would like to have back. You know, they got D- Debo got involved in the open field, you know, kind of came under under those, uh, you know, in the intermediate routes, in the middle of the field. So there's a couple of times we lost them. And then you have that Jawan Jennings the first NFL catch. I, that, that was just a complete breakdown there. Um, but overall, I think from last year when there's been times, and I guess maybe it's just, I'm biased because I just saw Jaquette get burned all last year, but yeah. I feel like this year it hasn't really been hot. Like the secondary with Slay Nelson, that kind of group back there. Uh, Harris had a bad penalty in the end zone yesterday, but um, that hasn't that that group of guys hasn't really been highlighted that much. I, I will say
2: this: the secondary, I feel like they are you know a, a whole lot more soundly better. I will say that, I, and I do like the combination of Nelson and Slay and Anthony Harris has been a really good pickup in my opinion outside of that penalty. To be honest with you, now I will say this though: Eric Wilson ain't shit.
0: Eric Wilson is useless. You know he's a hype guy though. He's really energetic out there. I, I,
2: I don't care about hype. I care about tackles, and he missed too many. He's missed way too many of them. I'm sorry. It, this or, this organization pisses me off when it comes to undervaluing the linebacking position, and it, you cannot continue to do that. What about Alex Singleton. Uh, he's an average player and you can Allegable. only expect so much out of him. Like he's missed tackles. the 49ers game was not his best game. It really wasn't. And he's still a liability in coverage,
0: I feel like. You think he's a liability in coverage, Center?
1: I don't know. I think Alex Singleton's really stepping up these past couple of years, T. I, I think um I I don't know. I the expectations weren't high for Alex Singleton, but he's no. a captain now. And he makes plays. I don't really there's not a game yet. I mean, there's only been two games where I circled Alex Singleton and and blamed him for something. Who's nah. the
0: MVP of the team so far through two weeks? Oh, man, you Jalen can't even answer Hurts. that. Right. Yeah, there's got to be
2: Hurts right now. But you, but that's it's, really – It's weak too.
0: I'll tell you who the MVP is for me of this right, here team. We go. Javon Hargrave. Yeah. yeah that I dude mean, has been an unstoppable force in the middle. I mean, he's been better than Fletcher Cox. And this is a guy last year got a big contract. Didn't live up to it last year. I mean, injuries, blah blah blah. We get it, but he's been on. He one on one. Forget it. More you know, sacks than he had last season. I mean, already, it's crazy. The gravedigger is, is getting the job, done. and he can. Fly. The the thing is the speed too. Going to the sidelines when he needs to get there for for those runs on the outside of the tackles. It's been impressive as hell for me to watch him so far. It's been he's been the MVP, I, and I know Hurts because he's got the ball in his hands. You guys want to say that understandable, but after after the first two weeks, especially Hurts didn't have his best game. It's got to be Hargrave for me.
2: That that's that's not odd. You know, that that's really easy for you to say. And you know what? I can't argue with that, uh, honestly, because Javon Hargrave has been a hell of a beast. The, mm-hmm. the grave digger as he's nicknamed. He's been living up to his name because he's been he's been digging some graves for some quarterbacks and some running backs back. And he's there.
1: gonna have to do more
2: of that. Oh yeah, with the Brandon Graham. Oh my gosh, Brandon Graham going down. It, a lot of guys are gonna have to step up. One of them including the one of the most boneheaded players I think I have ever come across in my uh, life. Here we go. Derek. Derek Barnett ain't shit. All right. I will say this right now. Derek Barnett ain't shit. Chance let me ask you a test
0: question, Tate, because some of the audience Derek Barnett
2: is about as useless as the G in lasagna.
0: Well, okay. Wow. All right. Silent. Let me ask you no, let me ask you this. All right. Um when people are going to look at this team now, because maybe they don't know all the X's and O's, all the depth on this team, what who should they be looking out for on the on the defensive? I know, I know some people know Barnett, obviously, and Joshua, but who else is going to need to be a part of Who, who are we expect to see on the field maybe more often than not now? Ryan
2: Kerrigan, and you haven't seen that. You haven't seen a flash of him, even though he's been playing a whole. And he's going to play the end and play edge rusher. He doesn't have a choice. That's I actually where you check
1: if, to see if he's still on the team. The yeah, other day. Okay.
2: that's and that's saying something. Like he has not showed up at all in the that's run game, in, in the pass game. game. Like I need him to be the Ryan Carrigan that used to be a Washington. pain of a, pain in our asses yeah. for years.
0: Yeah. I need that Ryan Carrigan now. I want to say two things here before we transition. Well, first one being, I think. I'm sorry to say this, and I know people might I might get a lot of backlash for this, but oh um, I think Brandon Graham's career is <laughs> over. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, – and it was a hell of a career for him. But edge rushers with an Achilles injury, too. Yeah. there's no yeah. way he comes back. Especially at his age. I mean, mathematically speaking, it's just not going to work out. Well, well it's,
1: it's, it's more about mindset, too, and he's got a great mindset I know, already. he
0: does, I, and I love him. I think he's a great guy off the on and off the field, a great player. But at his age, on the downside of 30 now – Achilles for an edge rusher? I mean, you got to push off of that. How's that, you know, with the rehab? For me, I, I won't say
2: his career ending, but I will say his career is probably going to end for the Eagles because I, I don't see a scenario where they bring him back. And it's like you said, um, I played defensive lineman at, in high school, and when I injured my ankle, it was weird for me to come back because, once again, you had to push off of mm-hmm. that ankle like you were describing
1: Yeah, very I accurately. Mentally trusted. Like,
2: me- yes, mentally trusted. Oh, my gosh, the mentality of
1: it.
0: Yeah. That's where the hurdle is.
1: I disagree, I think. Um, Graham is going to be an Eagle his entire career.
0: How many years does he have left then?
1: Because I don't expect he's to be. He's just su- got this one, this
0: one year left. Okay, so you're saying he's going to rehab, come back, and then. Mm- Play out 2022. Toward... Okay, fair enough. I hope to, I hope he retires. Eagles, you know he's I love the game. I want him to retire. In eagle. trust me, me Right away. One. Last thing I want to mention here about the birds. We didn't mention uh, Brandon Brooks, but I mentioned week one we came out very healthy, except for I think Marcus Epps. And this week we didn't. It's two key veteran pieces. Brandon Brooks is probably going to go on IR with the pec strain. How much of a burden is that going to be now that there's going to be guys like Brett Toth is probably going to step in no. here. Who's going to, who's going to take a spot?
2: Who took the spot against the 49ers? Who Steven, did we draft in the second Wisniewski. round?
0: No, Steven Wisniewski.
2: He was retired. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Peters. Who did we draft? Shut up, Jason Peters. Shut up. Shut the hell up. Matter of fact, give me a microphone. <laughs> who did we draft in the second round?
1: Uh, Landon Dickerson.
2: That's who stepped up for the 49ers. That's is he is he up. active? Is he playing? Yeah, he was
1: active. He this stepped game, he stepped up and
2: he played right guard.
1: He had his overalls under his jersey.
0: Here you go. Very interesting. All right, we'll um, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I think I think <laughs> luckily Lane Johnson's been
1: healthy and lot has been. Yeah. Knock on thing. wood. No, no Brooks. No Graham. No Ertz. What happened with matchup? Ertz? Ertz, Ertz is on the COVID yeah. list. Yeah, uh. Ertz. Ertz. got on the COVID, but he's vaccinated, so, so he may put. He may he be able might to play play because it is a Monday game. Yes. Um, just going into our predictions before the season started, uh, Max and I are at a hundred percent. Uh, with records right now, one and one. Don't T- yeah, forget
0: what I said about the, on, on the WHIP and on, on this. You know, I like to stick with my preseason. I got on the hype train. I picked the Niners, but oh, realistically, boy. I'm 100% exactly right, yeah. Tanner,
1: in the book. Um, T actually had a win also, or he had a loss as well for the 49ers. So all three of us had that loss. Max and I had 100% record wise, and T is the only one with a win. Mm-hmm for the Dallas matchup. So let's hope T's right this time, man.
0: So we both we both both we of both us have, have a loss, a loss. Okay. for
1: this upcoming game. We have the Eagles at 1 and 2 after the Dallas game. I
0: picked them to win the home matchup, I believe, later in the season. If not, I know so I haven't. I, yeah. I know I haven't winning a good amount down the stretch, but it's rough. You know, you got to play Tampa Bay coming up, the Chiefs. I mean, it's not easy, T. It's you not know easy. But you know what,
2: though, boys? You know what? And I'm going to stick to my prediction because I feel like this team, they know they messed up on Sunday. And I do feel like, you know, these guys are young, these guys are hungry, and, I, and these guys want to pr- go out there and prove something. And listen, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are weak because trust me, they're not. God, I hate saying that. They're not weak at all. About Tony but
0: Tony Pollard. Shout out Tony Pollard.
2: But, man, the, the, the Cowboys can this? score on offense, but you can attack them defensively. And this is where the offense, once again, this is one of those games where the offense is going to have to step up. Do I think the defense can hold the Cowboys a little bit? Yes. Because I do feel like Dak Prescott doesn't have the speed that he used to. So if you can force him out of that
0: pocket and force him to run, that's where you can get Dak Prescott and, you know, get him to make some mistakes. What do you say about the the fans that might mention the fact that the Cowboys defense just held a very high power um, Chargers offense to seventeen points on on the road. To, well, I know, I know it was a lot of Cowboys fans, but technically traveling out there at LA, I mean they they only gave up seventeen points, and the Chargers offense with Eckler, with Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. I mean it's it's pretty impressive. Oh, it was, it was very impressive, and Micah Parsons as an edge linebacker mm-hmm. that as
2: an edge rusher that Trayvon was Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, man, that was that was impressive. I'm not even going to lie, like that was. That was really cool to see. Can but they do it back-to-back? That's the thing. That's the key because there was no tape on it. Now there's tape on it. So can the Eagles find a weakness in that tape? Can they take advantage of Micah Parsons? Yes, you can. The reason being, Micah Parsons played middle linebacker that first week. And they, um,
0: who did the Cowboys play? The first in week. week one, yes, the uh, they played the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers,
2: and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took advantage of that by by uh, playing a lot of play action, and Tom Brady would throw that ball right over the top of his head. He reacts to what he sees, so you want to go back to the RPO and the zone reads. You do it on his side, force him, force the um force the offense to go wherever he wants it to go.
0: Here is my last thought on the Cowboys before I give it to you, Tanner. I, th- I the thing that scares me about the Cowboys through two weeks, number one, their defense looked. Pretty okay. Yeah, it's a terrible phrase, but they look pretty okay. Pretty like, okay. Pretty okay. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. They look pretty decent okay against the Chargers. Their O line is healthy now with Tyron Smith and Martin. They're back in the middle. Tony Pollard, they get 13 rushes for 109 yards, even though, because at week one, it's like, okay, Zeke doesn't look like the same guy. They, the rushing attack no. won't be that we good. said that. Dak Prescott doesn't throw a single touchdown pass in this game. He throws one interception, two, 273 yards, and the Cowboys still win the football game. That's pretty scary. Yeah, but also, here's also the scary part Mike McCarthy almost screwed them over with that time management towards the end. Amari Cooper gets a rib injury they still get the job done Michael Gallup is out of the lineup they still get the job done I mean it's like all these things pointing in the wrong direction for the Cowboys this past weekend and they still come out of this with a gritty win but here's the difference between an experienced
2: team and a young team notice how the Eagles didn't get the job done even though they had opportunities to get the job done but the Cowboys got the job done regardless of their coach regardless of the injuries that's because the Cowboys are an experienced football team However, you cannot put the Eagles cannot put themselves into a hole
0: against the Cowboys cuz they do, they're not going to be able to come I'm back. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. About, now listen, there's a reason Tanner and I predicted a loss, but yeah. I you know, looking at and now in the present moment, I'm nervous about about the Cowboys going forward and, and this game coming up because they just had so many things pointing against them and they still were able to beat a tough Charger team flying out to L.A., so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll,
1: I mean, the game ended on a 56-yard field goal. I know, but Greg you don't expect
0: like. – I mean, Dak Pre- – if you told me before – again, this is all going back to before you tell me. You tell me Dak Prescott throws a 273, no touchdowns, and a pick. You tell me Tony Pollard all of a sudden looks like it's a tandem in the backfield. You tell me Amari Cooper gets hurt during the game, three catches, he only has 26 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah, I'm saying, okay, wow, the Chargers win that game by double digits, and they don't.
1: Yeah. Well, the Dak Prescott, damn near 90 uh, passing attempts in just two weeks. Yeah, crazy. It,
2: because they're putting the ball yeah, in his hands. Because they're the running out of isn't weapons, working. though. Zeke is not the same guy.
1: Tony Pollard might be better.
2: I'll tell you At why. At this point, yes. Yeah. He might be. But I'll he's, tell getting, you how he's we not know. making the money.
1: Zeke isn't the same guy. You compare him exactly to Miles Sanders. Zeke has, I believe, no, Miles Sanders has one more carry than Zeke and 25 more yards rushing. Uh, when's the last time you've been able to compare that? Well, yeah. Zeke should be
2: top three top two usually number one I'm telling you Zeke is not the same player like he used to he's tired and see they handicapped themselves the Cowboys handicapped themselves giving Ezekiel Elliott all that money and it's going to bite them in the long run.
1: remember how we were excited as Eagles fans with how we were like no way the Eagles are going to be able to bring back Amari Cooper Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and all three of them are still here yeah, and it's crazy. And the key to the game for me is you have to feed Booby. You have to feed Miles Sanders. Um and that's the key to success is if if Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell are eating, the Eagles are going to win.
2: Yeah, honestly, but not only that, but Jalen Hurts still has to be Jalen Hurts. He still has to be a quarterback. He still has to yeah. throw that ball. And listen, and these receivers are going to have to get open. That's the main thing. And the Cowboys do like to mix up their coverages. But when you catch, you can not catch them slipping in man-to-man coverage. Run some crossing routes over the middle. You can take advantage of them. When they run zone, you drop in those zones. Let Jalen Hurts find you in those zones. But, listen, they've got to be efficient against this Cowboys defense. You can beat this Cowboys team. You can beat this Cowboys defense. But you must be efficient, and you cannot. As play, Nick Sirianni, play calling, you've got to be on point against the Cowboys. No excuses after
0: last week. I agree. Score predictions. Um, hmm. Well, I had the Cowboys winning. Technically, because I have to keep rolling with my uh, my predictions preseason, too. Just saying. <laughs> right. um, so I will say the Cowboys are going to put up points in this one. I'm going to say the Cowboys will score 25 points. And I'll say weird the Eagles. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a weird number. And I'll say the Eagles score 23 points. 25, no. 23. Cowboys. I, I I'm not going to say how about them, Cowboys, because, you know. You, know, you bet not. Please I, I'll toss me. you we off this roof time. right now. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, don't do that.
1: I'm going to go with 17-13, and I have to stick with the preseason projection that the Eagles, that the Cowboys are going to win. 17-13. Uh, 17-13, okay.
0: I'm going to stick with 13 points. That's all the birds again. Hey, man. All
2: right. I'm going to stick with my preseason prediction. Um, I'm going to say uh, uh, it's going to be entertaining, I think. I think 30-23.
0: Okay. All three. All right. I like it too. So somebody's going to score twenty three points, and, and t- some T and I say, okay, I like it. All right. I
2: want me some glory. Hope we'll see what happens. We'll be
0: here for you with you guys a uh, uh, next Tuesday afternoon after a big time Monday night primetime matchup in yeah. Arlington, Texas. It's an eight yeah. fifteen kickoff. So I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. You know, it it just feels good that football's back you know, yeah, it does. in the week three. Just oh, the college Sunday. football, everything. It's been
1: great. Well, we're going to be here right after that Eagles game. The yeah. day after. Um. And you know what, Max? Come on. Bring up the Phillies. Oh, God. Do Do you want
0: want me to do it? (laughs) Should I bring it up, the Phillies?
2: You You can do whatever the hell
0: you want.
1: I'm a victim of circumstance right now because before we had the show, of course, now the Phillies are losing again. But ladies and gentlemen, during that break we had, I'm telling you, silence in the group chat from both T and Max. It was silence. I said, watch out. Let's first determine how the Braves play against the Rockies. The Braves would have got swept if that game didn't get postponed, that third game. And then the Phillies take care of business against the Mets. Okay, they lose one game. You can't expect a sweep. It's a division game. Okay, they drop it to the Orioles. You can't oh, expect you? Okay. them it. I was just about okay, to say, drop it to the Orioles. Oh, I here was just go, about listen. to say. As soon Because as you was uh, quiet dude. as You the was quiet birds. as hell last the night. Boo Birds over here, tire hood. When the Phillies lose, he comes out of his cave, and he he brags about how they're only, what, two games behind? Three. Three. Relax. Okay, relax. You, 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 can still expect Rogers, to, though. you can't you expect Rogers? them to win 13 games in a row. Okay, let's, let, let's take it easy.
2: I don't expect them to win 13 games in a row, but I do expect them to win series, uh, plural, against these bad teams in this stretch that we all said that was going to be a positive for the they Phillies. They lose the
1: Orioles yet, Tay.
0: If you take into account every single mlb team this year t and you and, and and listen take take the not a casual fan i'm talking about a fan that watches about 150 of these games for every team in major league baseball i can almost guarantee you the phillies fan in that group of 30 will tell you that the phillies are the most inconsistent team of the
1: 2021 yeah, season you can't disagree against that
0: no most you can't how do you lose these games three out of four to the rockies they lost Three out of four to the Diamondbacks, they lost. They lose this one. They get two stinking well, hits. It's all right. against I the got, Orioles. I got
1: my seatbelt on. I know. It's Are you, you kidding me? It's,
0: it's almost. It's just so road, agonizing. Say. It right. would be so much easier of a season if they just get point. torched by these tough teams <laughs> and they just beat up on these on these on these crappy teams. But it's the opposite. So, sometimes sometimes they do really well they against beat these up good, teams. On good teams and they and lose it, against crappy teams. It's just yeah. it's un it's un unimaginable how this how this season is going. But that's unimaginable. The, but
2: that's the thing though, like. As a, on paper, the Phillies should be one of the top teams in the National League. How do
1: you get two nah. hits against the hey. Orioles? How do you get two hits? I wouldn't say that, T. I wouldn't say on paper they should be a top team. Well, th- I wouldn't say that. This is facing a lot.
2: When healthy, these are some of the one of some of the best bats
1: in baseball. But who do you mean, JT and Bryce Harper?
2: You're talking right.
0: You guys pipe up. That's two players. And, you're talking about your arts. I so say what he's saying. He's talking, about what he's saying. Lineup, he's talking about
2: overall lineup. If everybody it. plays their averages, the Reese uh, to.
1: Reese Hoskins, D.D. Gregorius, Alec Boehm. Right, was if McCutcheon like, turns the clock back ten years, yes.
2: Right, now let's <laughs> nah, well, shut up. <laughs> ten years.
1: <laughs> he got, got him.
0: him. Got
2: him. <laughs> shut up. But y'all understand my point, though. Like this team still should be a whole lot farther than they are. We shouldn't be. No oh Reese my Hoskins. God, we're three games behind the Braves in the division. No, we shouldn't. No, we should be one or the two Braves games ahead. The Braves are
1: a better team, Tay.
2: But I'm saying we should be one or two games ahead of him.
0: I agree with you. Uh, See, I agree with you. If things if we were capable of that, I agree. I if we played fundamental baseball, fundamentally sound baseball, if Alec Bohm wasn't a jackass and just all of a sudden <laughs> can't hit a baseball properly and can't field or throw, if D D Gagori wasn't hitting one fifty against left handed pitching, I mean if 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 if, if Zach Efflin was stayed healthy, maybe the rotation you wouldn't have to throw a bullpen game anymore. You know, if it's any if, of this if, Girardi's if, fault. But recently. Um, recently, no, I don't think now. And that's a good point that you bring up because a lot of people will throw it in Joe Girardi's face. But when you have guys who are like Freddie Galvis of the world, who, right. you know, you know, I like Freddie Galvis as a player. But and then you add in Ronald Torres. When you take a step back, if you looked at this preseason, you were like, oh, wow. OK, Ronald Torres is our third baseman. Freddie Galvis is our shortstop. You would be like, wow, this team's going to be have a losing record. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think we're at one of these points where sorayas has played so well for us defensively. Galvis has been solid since he's come over in the trade. Segura, Harper's doing his thing. JT hasn't been great. But as we wind down here on the last home stand of the season, if the Phillies don't make the playoffs in 2021, what's, what's going to be your, your statement come that first show after the season's over? What's your statement's going to be? I am
1: a loyal fan. <laughs> I told all. That. I, t- I told all y'all. So I got a tattoo on my back that says "Philly's Postseason
2: 2021." Oh, that was a bad mistake. I don't like How that one, you?
1: Tanner. Here's why I don't like it: loyal
0: fan. You well, can't I don't just, have to look at it. You can't <laughs> just say. You can't just say. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm on the to. bandwagon. I'm riding or dying. Blah blah blah. And then they lose, and no, you're it's not thing a bandwagon. Like, I'm just
1: here. You I, can't
0: just say I'm a loyal fan. You gotta. You gotta at least own up to some of your mistakes for buying into this team when in reality you shouldn't have. And T, same thing with you. Why shouldn't the, I have bought oh another no, 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 team no, no. I've been a fan of if for 20 years? If the Phillies make the playoffs, you have to say to yourself, wow. Like,
1: and you have I to wear really the Fanatic hat.
0: <laughs> <You> know,
1: <so laughs> I, I like this because, which by you, the
2: way, everybody at WIP knows that bet now.
1: I'm just saying. When look, are you Max guys is just, trying to pretend like he's in the middle and not on one side. One of you guys is going to look back at this and be like, wow, I'm an idiot. And I'm just going to sit here and be like, all right, I'm in the middle of this fence. The I'll bullshit. Just ask you, I'll, just, I'll just ask you for advice because I know you know how that feels. Uh, you, was just, you was
2: just literally
0: saying a couple of weeks ago, T, I'm with you. Yep. T, T, I want to be with you so badly. I do, man. I want to be with you. I really do. But No, you can't play the T, damn fence. Here's the thing. That's exactly here's what the thing. Coward. I think watching watching that Orioles game, you know, and getting two hits against the Baltimore Orioles, uh, really is frustrating. But here's my thing, and Tanner, I've been saying this the whole time: the schedule, the schedule, the schedule, and the Orioles Pirates coming up. Uh, here's my other other issue that I'm having. I want I want to bring this up to you guys. The St. Louis Cardinals are scalding hot. They've won nine straight games. The wild card for a second looked doable. Because the Padres are skidding, the Reds are mediocre at this point, but the Cardinals have really just stepped on everybody's throats and have taken over that second wild card spot. They're like five games ahead of the Phillies now. There's no way we get that second wild card spot, Max. I
2: can't, Max. I can't take anything you say seriously because you're you're straddling the fence. You can't do that. I told you. When I tell you
0: last week, I said I'm ripping my jeans on the fence. That's what I said. No man, you can't do that. You got to pick a side. Come on, man. You know better than that. Oh, you mother! (laughs) All (laughs) right. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Well, I just want to say one more thing. When you look back at the box score, you don't even have to watch the game, and you see Veerling has an RBI and Miller RBI, and those four those four utility guys on the team are the ones with the RBIs. That means that the guys are stepping up, maybe not all the time like they should be. But, let okay, we, we know this team is very inconsistent. That's the Philadelphia inconsistent Phillies. Correct. But... I still have to say they're making the playoffs because they are so inconsistent. You're gonna so you, they lose to the only so ones right the now. They could win three series, so they win a division. <laughs> they beat they beat the Braves. Yes, they get I'm three still, games against the Braves. And that, like, yeah. how
0: many games are left? Tell you, like, what sixteen, fifteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Around that. They're they're gonna make up three games against the Braves. Well, let me yes. say this right now because let, let me go back Yo, to Joe. Do you know Girardi? who the Braves are playing? Right they're now, still got the
1: Padres. The Diamondbacks. the Diamondbacks.
0: They're playing the Diamondbacks, T. They won't sweep the Diamondbacks. Let me
2: say this, though, about Joe Girardi real quick, because I do think he gets too much heat for this team. Listen, out of all the major sports, the manager in it's baseball has six. to be the most useless guy out there. Like, seriously, it's not like he determines, like, the outcome of a game too, too much. Now, everybody attacks Girardi for, you know, how, you know, he goes to the bullpen. But let's be honest here. Who the hell in this bullpen is reliable? I'm sorry. You might have a strategy going in, but if the strategy doesn't go through because the player absolutely stinks, what do you expect him to do? I'm sorry. Like, you got to give Joe Girardi a little bit of credit. This bullpen has been the Achilles heel of this Phillies team for the past three years. We've discussed this on this very podcast time and time again. Over one hundred episodes. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous.
0: I don't know if credit is the right word I would use to about to, to explain Joe Girardi and what he's done for this team, but I will say this. When when you take a step back and look who's actually playing in the lineup every night, I mean you got Matt Veerling, right? You got Ronald Torres, who you know, uh, listen, it has been great for us. But he's Ronald Torres. Freddie Galvis, who listen, hey. he's been good for us. <laughs> Freddie Galvis has been good for us. But listen, he's Freddie Galvis. I mean, you're you're six through nine every night in the lineup is pretty embarrassing. I mean, I would be honest with you. Even Odubo Herrera, who li- listen, I I get what he did off the field, but at this point, I I think him coming back was big for this team because they, it was in a time where they really needed a center fielder. He they did. didn't have one. He did. And and I'll give him some credit. He's He's not—not not that he's locked it down and been out of this world, but you know he's performed at it. But he's r- done what he's supposed to. do. Exactly.
2: He's, he's
1: done up
0: to his ex- expectations.
1: I have a name for you guys. All right, you ready for this? All right, this is a a, a person that you guys were trashing. Oh boy, Gabe Kapler. You know what? <laughs> who's he the coach for? It wasn't worked out for See, who, who Who's he the coach for?
2: The San Francisco Giants, who have—if have I'm they, not have mistaken. They clinched? Yes, Not only did, did they, they clinch, course. but I believe they have the best record in the MLB. Wins.
1: 97 wins. They're, they're a better team, though. They're a better With team. who, though? T's talking about on paper, T. Read this team on paper. Well, let's be honest
2: here. But also, Gabe Kapler did the same thing that Joe Girardi is doing in terms of how to manage this team. If anything, Gabe Kapler still got this team above five we We're barely above five hundred. <laughs> have Darren Ruff. They have Darren Ruff, tea. What does that tell you about Gabe Kapler, Tanner? We all made a mistake believe, about Gabe you Kapler. You can't make
1: this up. Buster Posey's 80 years old.
2: <laughs> we all made that mistake about Gabe Kapler. We all did. We all said he was a scrub. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. He needs to take his ass back to California. All of us said this. Everybody in the Delaware Valley said this. And now we're all, beard
1: and everything now, now here. we're all eating crow.
0: Now we're all eating crow. Well, not all of us. Let me ask you this question. If Gabe is managing the Philadelphia Phillies right now, are they in first place?
1: They're still an inconsistent team. Yeah, they're
0: still an inconsistent team, which is why I'm saying it wouldn't have worked out here. You can't really compare San Fran to where we are
1: now. This but position. how do you know it wouldn't have worked but out next, ultimately? I, like, who do they have on the team? Okay, they got Crawford. All right, like, here's
0: my thing. Here's my thing because I'm a baseball guy, and you guys know that. All right. Anthony. Did they pull the plug too soon?
1: Yes. No.
0: No, they didn't pull the plug too soon. Here's yes. why. That team is out there in San Francisco. They might have to not have household names, but they got guys that are first of all depth. You need depth in baseball, right? Bullpen wise, rotation wise. Let me let me tell you guys this: you have Alex Wood, Johnny Cueto has been great. Anthony Desclafani is giving max right now. <laughs> Anthony Desclafani, look at these numbers. <laughs> you can pull up the numbers. Anthony Desclafani. You have Kevin Gausman as another guy in that rotation. Logan Webb as well. The rotation is very solid. Now. I'm not going to sit here. I'm saying I'm an expert on their bullpen. I would need some further research to do there. But Mike Yostremski, Brandon Belt, Darren Ruff has been very solid. Buster Posey looks like he's back to MVP form. This is Darren a Ruff team. went 0 for 4 in the last game. That is, uh, all right, come on. <laughs> 0 for 4, 1 game. You know, pull that out of my ass crack of 1 game. <laughs> but,
1: How Darren Ruff? Though? <laughs> well, back on
0: April 13th, Darren Ruff went 1 for 5. i talking yesterday. <laughs> All I'm saying is you can't compare it. I don't think you can compare it. Uh, I know. But going forward, it is, it is damn impressive that the Dodgers and the Padres simply couldn't catch the Giants this year. And I know it's still up for grabs with the Dodgers and the Giants, but damn maybe it's that weather. Maybe it's the weather. That's thing. the crazy
2: part. That's the crazy part. Because let's be honest here. you can't put the Phillies in the wild card, but you're absolutely correct. That entire division. The Rockies could make it too. That's no. Man. <laughs> I was about to say. He,
1: he almost got him I was Man. about got to him. say But
2: what? <laughs> uh. like, that's not possible Wait so a wait, minute.
1: wait. Hold on Backtrack a little bit Because I know the show's Going to run down shortly But yes. T You said Phillies did pull the plug Too soon on Gabe Kapler
2: I do feel like they pulled the plug Too early because You know He, he came in
0: with something new Is
1: that a uh, Hot topic? Is that
0: a T? He was terrible here he was, You want to talk about Mediocre of mediocre Of mediocrity He's doing the same damn thing would there be some
1: callers right over there on with WIP if I ask that question right now? Hell, yeah. Okay. Did
0: Hell, yeah. Did they pull the plug too early? That's a big topic. I don't think they did because he was here two years, and I think they had almost identical records in both years. Nothing changed. And but now, they listen, also nah, – Front office-wise so could be yeah, one yeah. of the reasons.
1: Not to mention, Gabe Kapler's last season, the team was real different, and they still got the same one, – one game worse, yeah. I believe.
2: But also – the same team this year with Joe Girardi, and it's still the same, just about the same damn record. What does that tell you? You change the manager, ain't nothing changed. Also,
0: so front officer roster, where does it go next after manager?
2: need both because roster-wise, you have an aging roster, so you need more younger players, which also leads me to upper management, which is something I have fussed about, by the way, week after week on WIP. The management has done a piss-poor job of, Bringing in guys through the system, and then and them being ready for the MLB. I'm sorry, Mickey Moniak, Alec Baum, All right, Aaron Nola has his struggles. I'm sorry, yeah. but these guys are supposed to be your your French. These are these guys are supposed to be the guys that we're supposed to um, look forward to at this point. We should have had to go out in free agency and get a bunch of guys like we did. All right, we should have developed guys like we did, Jimmy Rollins, like we did Ryan Howard, like we did Chase Utley. Like we did all the other older guys, the old core. But we didn't. We traded those old guys. We traded our assets away. Right. Continuously, time and time again. And the assets that are down there in the AAA and the AA,
1: they're not being developed. The Phillies just need about five more wins to get more wins than they have gotten in the last four seasons. Will they do it? I think they will. I think they will as well. Uh, Max, I believe – before the Philly season started, you and I said the Phillies would get around 85 wins. I believe I did as well. I don't remember I what I said. So I don't know if it's going to get to that 85. We also did. We also said Max and I were battling over there on WHIP about <laughs> how Zach Wheeler was going to step up and prove he's worth his contract.
0: Oh, my God. I thought he was too. And that, and who was that You're ass right. clown that was trying to tell me right. wrong? Yeah, not the I mean, <laughs> Listen, you know I, I told Mets him. He's, he t- he's, you know he tells me T. He, oh, Noah Syndergaard better than Zach Wheeler. I am well, I haven't seen Noah Syndergaard pitch in two years. Where the hell is he? He could be on a beach for all I care. And Zach what? Wheeler's out here about to win the Cy Young Award. I mean, I don't right. want to hear that nonsense. Yeah, exactly. That's a good call by us. Yeah, He's trying to give me Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman, what, five foot eight? Marcus Stroman's going to come at me? <laughs> you know, I'm sick a of bunch them. of low-lifes. It's Brutal. embarrassing. I hate the Mets. I, I can't stand the Mets. I know a lot of people, the number one viral with the Celtics in Philly, and they hate the Celtics. I can't stand... The New York Mets, every single player on their team, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, it is stupid. Every time he walks, he runs the first Trash. base. Every <laughs> single one of them. I can't stand them, man. I just cannot stand them. And there's a reason. Look, there's a reason why they collapsed, and they're not going to make the playoffs. There's always some turmoil going on with that organization. Six Embarrassing. And, and we're Walker. talking about on paper. Taiwan Walker collapsed, too. What's he been up to? Yeah, well, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. So so your, hate, your hate for the Mets is equal to Chris's hate for Max Muncie, basically. I guess so, man. I just can't stand them. I hate their colors. I hate their field. I hate city field. <laughs> their stadium is so boring. You ever been to city? You city? piece of Swiss cheese! Have you guys ever been to city field? Uh, I have I not. I was around it. It's terrible. It's boring. There's
1: nothing there at fun at all. Is it worse than FedEx field? I was watch? just about
0: to say, there's <laughs> well, a whole lot better than
2: getting sewage dropped on your head. I can't head. compare it. have been to that
1: like field twice, and it was garbage both just times. just can't stand it. At me. least
2: you didn't
0: get sewage dropped on you. Just true. remember that.
1: I, well... The Washington football team was playing on the field, so. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, listen. Let's, that was a good one. Let's wrap it up. Let's hope the Eagles drop some sewage on the Cowboys next weekend. Uh, yes, sir. sir I sir, hope so. Did I did did. Doggone it is Dallas week. Go Damn birds.
1: It. Damn
2: it. Let's stand up for go it. Birds. All right. If y'all missed any of this 100th special episode. <laughs> go to philly-experience.com. Download the entire episode. Available on all major downloadable platforms. From us to y'all, thank you for the support for 100 episodes. Let's do this for 100 more. We love y'all.
0: Seriously. I'm in the club. In the club with my what J's we, on. Wait, wait, hey,
2: hey, hey, okay. hey. Wait a minute, man. That's a freaking trademark. What is wrong with you?
1: Different voice. He's, He's doing a cover.
2: What's wrong with y'all? We went over this.
1: 100. What's he here for?
0: You understand what I'm saying to you?
1: I do. You dumbass!
0: Classic. Do we know it's hard? Crap-ass Vargas. (laughs) Get off the box!
2: Go birds. Quit yucking my yum!
1: I'm still here. 100 episodes.